Yes, Miss Jamaica World 2021. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> what has your life on High Five? The little things have my life on High Five. You're listening to Life on High Five, the podcast. And I'm your host, Dominic Justina. You're a country girl, right? <laughs> yes, you're a country girl at heart. Um, but I met you as a Kingston girl at Campion. And for those of you who don't know, that is a high school in Jamaica. So I'm just like ready to connect with you, to hear, to catch up on all the big things you've been doing. You've been doing a lot of big things. The winner of Miss Jamaica World 2021 is Miss General Foods, Kalia Hall. Ladies and gentlemen, so there are a lot of different pageants and each of them are different. I didn't quite understand before and I think a lot of Jamaicans don't understand the difference between them. For example, Miss Universe versus Miss World. But what drew me to Miss World was their motto, Beauty with a Purpose. And it's it was just in alignment with where I was in my life at the time. I had moved back to Jamaica. You know this, I switched from engineering to cooking in hopes of helping Jamaicans to improve their health. And I felt like the platform would be great for amplifying that message, especially in a country like Jamaica where beauty queens are known for what they contribute, you know? People mm -hmm. like Yendi Phillips, Terry Carell, they're not just a pretty face, you know? They've done something in Jamaican society. And so I think that's why as young girls, we look up to them in some sense. And I look up to them and hope that I can have some kind of impact. Was that an easy decision for you? <laughs> I would say it was in the back of my mind for some time, but it was probably my mother who kind of pushed me, who gave me the push to finally do it. And I think secretly, she if she could enter a pageant right now, she would. So that helps. <laughs> she is i swear i taught her how to do the pose there's a tea stance that you do when you enter pageantry you learn to do it and ever since i taught her to do it she has not stopped doing it for pictures she yeah. cannot stand any other way that's you have to go show after this show what the tea stance is because now i will i will my mommy is a big 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 motivator in my life she calls herself my number one cheerleader and so she gave me the final push to do it and it wasn't easy, you know. I think people who have previous previous experience in, say, media mm -hmm. or, I don't know, their job just requires them to speak up and speak out. Maybe it's not so difficult for them to enter something like this, but it was the complete opposite for me. You know, my life before did not require me to stand up in front of a panel of judges, walk like I'm a confident model, you know, it was just all these new things. So it was, it was not easy. Let's just put it that way. People look at you and be like, Kelia, you know, you're tall, you're gorgeous. Like you have everything going for you. It must be easy. Would you say in terms of who you are, that you always had that confidence or is that something that you had to develop? I, I almost want to say yes to both, meaning I think it, it's in me, you know, but I think I have my own personal battles and self-doubt. And so I don't even allow it to come out. And so the opportunity, like entering the pageant, really made me realize that I have a lot more potential than I think I have. I'm capable of doing so much more than I believe I can. Look. <laughs> Period. It's, it's built my self-confidence for sure. And 
you, I'm sure you can attest to this, but when you grow to a certain extent, it's hard to see the growth, but I, I'm, I'm starting to see it. You know, there are situations I'm in where, you know, I was helping my friend prepare for an online interview the other day and thinking to myself, this is so easy for me. Like mm-hmm. I, I would never even feel nervous with someone throwing a random question at me because I've built up the confidence to, or trust, I trust myself to know that I can answer any question. Any, you like throw any question at me and I can, and I can answer it. And it's through pageantry that I built up that confidence. So. I feel like that's a dare, so. No. <laughs> don't, don't kill me. How do you feel right now as Miss Jamaica World and going out in public? Did anything change? The first thing is I think the mask helps. So <laughs> if you don't dress up too much, if I'm not wearing... <laughs> If I'm not wearing a nice outfit and heels and I'm just sneaking out to the supermarket and I look super simple and I have my mask on, I think it does not draw a lot of attention. But, and I, and I also think not everyone will come up to me and be like, oh, hi, can I get a picture with you? Some people, I sometimes I just feel eyes. So people see you and they recognize you, but they're not going to be excited. In the same way that I've seen chronics before, and I didn't run over to him. I said, oh my God, Chronix, me love you. Yeah. No, Jamaica so, is known for that. Like, not the frightening, yeah. not the frightened type, but the staring type, though. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I think it's because in our society, important people still go to normal places. Yeah. So I've seen, you know, Miss Kitty at Price Mart, Yendi at AC Hotel. Like, they go to the same places you go to. So it's not it's as if I'm seeing Drake. It's a small place, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't, I don't feel overwhelmed by that in terms of going out in public, but I, I have to be, one thing I have noticed is I just have to be aware of how I carry myself. You know, I was very simple before, you know, did not wear makeup apart from maybe a little dried up mascara I had from two years ago that I would put on before I go all I owned I swear that's all I own <laughs> and you know if I needed to go on the road I would just wrap my hair in a bun throw on a t-shirt and some jeans and that was enough for me but now I have to be a, a little more conscious not just a little I have to be more conscious of it because in any moment uh someone can ask to take a picture you don't know where they're going to post it you don't know what people are going to say and anything can come up I remember once I went to just pick up something from a friend of mine and she works at an embassy in Kingston so you know I was just supposed to drive wind down my window and collect and leave and I thought to myself you know Kenya let me just dress nicely in case just as the Mr. Maker World team warned me so I dressed nicely she's like Kenya you have to come out and meet all my co-workers everyone in the office wants to take pictures with you and I thought to myself yes (laughs) I'm prepared (laughs) So that's that's new that's new to me. My my mom would love to hear that because she always raised me. She's like, she calls me Daniel. So she's like, Daniel, you have to dress up like you don't know who you're going to meet. Even if you're going to the <laughs> supermarket, it's like you have to carry yourself well. And yeah. so even I, like my partner right now, he's like, really makeup? Why? Who's going to crash the world? And I'm like, so it don't matter. You never know. <laughs> don't matter. You never know. And it's part. It's just been a part of who I am now. But you're totally right. Like I remember you not being very. You're very minimalist. Um, still very beautiful. Energy still very vibrant. But makeup and like all of those like extra things. I don't remember you. You know. You know being dabbling into it as much. So it's definitely 
an adjustment. I feel like I want to ask you what's been the biggest adjustment or challenge that you've had to make mm-hmm. with this entire process. <clears throat> Just adjustment, so like a change. Yes. Biggest change. So, yeah. How have you had to like change um throughout this process? And you've kind of given me a glimpse. But what is yeah. what is the biggest? That that's one of them because it's it's ongoing, you know, it's every day, it's every time you step out of your house. But another one would be my confidence. I just feel a lot more confident. Uh, because when you're Mr. Make a World, you have to speak, whether it is for an interview, a you know, panel of judges to the public. I'm sure this year I'm going to have a lot more public speaking engagements. I haven't really had any experience public speaking so in front of a large group of people and maybe I won't because of COVID but that's that's something that I was very I felt very uncomfortable in those situations before speaking out and now I'm just slowly not to say I don't get nervous but I've, I've adjusted and I, I feel pretty confident. So. What's an example? Well <laughs> I just answered the question in my head. <laughs> Give me like an example still of a situation where you've had to speak out, not something like in a one-on-one interview, for instance, like this one, but speaking in front of an audience. An audience. Okay, and sometimes it's very spontaneous. That's the other thing. You always have to be ready. It's not like you can say, oh, can you give me 15 minutes to prepare something in my head? You just have to speak on the spot. So I would say I was in General Foods when I came back from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And I was handing over some money to the charity I was helping out and they wanted me to like announce you know on the microphone in the supermarket it was at General Foods and you know encourage people to come and donate and tell them about what I'm doing and how it's helping the mustard seed community and I you know I had to go on for a while but yeah I just had to pick up the mic and start speaking on the spot and everyone in the line they were just all you know staring at me (laughs) (laughs) and initially I felt a little you know oh nervous uncomfortable but once you start speaking you get warmed up what is your tip so far like what has been helping you to deal with those um like on-demand situations where you have no time to prep and you're just being called to do it trusting yourself because most of the times it's just in our head Mm -hmm. um or self-talk comes out in our actions you know or the way we portray ourselves is representative of the way we speak to ourselves and what we believe we can do and can't do. Um, for example, I remember during the Miss Jamaica World competition, we had a an on-camera personality interview, you could call it. Mm-hmm. And I noticed girls who were more well-known before by the public and so they had a bit more pressure on them to do well. They had an air of confidence because they, how to say, like, you have to fill those shoes. If people are expecting it from you, you believe it of yourself and you just do it. Whereas I did not have that. And so I was constantly doubting myself and I would look at them and realize, but they're no better than me. It's just, I think they're having a different conversation in their head. Mm. And so it's not, pardon? I was just saying self-talk is a lot. Like it has a yeah. huge impact on you. Of course. Mm-hmm. And so honestly, and in the moment, I don't know if 
you can get rid of it in the moment. Maybe you can with breathe. I, if okay, if I'm nervous, if I have a very important situation coming up and I feel super nervous and I have some time, I breathe and that really helps. I clear my mind. I listen to everything that's happening around me, conversations, a little bird tweeting, you know, my hair blowing over my shoulder. I feel if I'm cold, if I'm warm, I just observe the present moment and it normally calms me down and whatever thoughts, negative cycle of thoughts I was having stops. And so I can go into it with a clear mind. If you don't have the time, I think that just comes with improving your self-talk beforehand, if you get me. Yeah. So yeah, just just trusting yourself and recognizing that you are capable and you are worthy. Mm-hmm. And sorry, another tip. Oh no, no, <laughs> I I all the tips, all the tips. This, this just came to me. I also um, embodied an alter ego. So I don't know if you know Katriana Gray. She won Miss Universe in, uh, what year was it? I think it was maybe like 2017 or so, 2018 maybe. And she was one of the most well-known Miss Universes, just embodied everything a Miss Universe should embody. And so I would say Catriona Ayers, you know, before an interview, something important, even a photo shoot to to be more confident in a photo shoot, I would just think Catriona Ayers, like I... I'm not just regular Kalia at home. I am this new person. And that really helps me because I have it in me. I just need to bring it out. <laughs> yeah, now I really need to hold on. I have to Google her. I need to see who Katiana Gray is. Oh, yes. Check on let me know if you recognize her. I feel like, I, no, I don't. But I love that idea of embodying. Yeah, I love that idea of embodying uh, um, alter ego. I mean, we know that Beyonce talks about her Sasha Fierce. That's where it came from. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she comes on, you know, very quiet and, you know, soft-spoken. And then on the stage, she's the biggest energy. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I find that to be a really interesting tip. I never thought of that tip before. We are the same, like, one person at the core. But I think different life situations requires us to bring different versions of ourselves. You know, the Dominic you are with your mother when you're just at home and comfortable is very different from the Dominic you are in office giving a presentation. And, you know, I don't know if for you it's like a switch on. You know, like, I'm here, I'm ready. Like, but no, it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah. And I think, so that's, so the alter ego, you know, in the moment, I've never tried that, definitely will be. <laughs> I'm excited to build this alter ego. Um, two, you said be present, you know, breathe. That works wonders with anxiety and with, you know, nerves. I've experienced it before where I had to pitch this podcast because I needed funding. And first of all, why am I even trying to pitch a passion project that I didn't even get trained in media for? (laughs) (laughs) Which you're great at though. (laughs) Thank you. But I'm just like, I have no business being here with all these people pitching their wonderful, wonderful products. But okay, I'm going to just do it. I got Mm -hmm. so nervous, girl, like shaky nervous. I had to kindly excuse myself from the room. I found that empty stairwell because that was the most quiet place I could find. And I just sat down and I just breathed. And I just held myself and just breathed. And by the time I was ready to go on, the nerves were still there, 
but the breathing helped me to be present and to kind of hold on to like okay this is what you have to do let's do it and then the nurse kind of took the backstage right and then from there you know I was able to function through the nurse so I would even add to that and say while we do all of these things you know it doesn't mean the nerves go away or just the you know the doubt goes away but it's like how you manage yourself in the moment when those things happen mm. so i like to welcome i'm like hey welcome nerves you're back <laughs> like yeah the party nice to see you again here's what you're not going to do you're not going to ruin my time here though so just find your place over there in the corner versus <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no that's 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 powerful yeah. because i think the moment you believe that feeling nervous is a negative feeling then when it does come on you're like oh crap like I don't want to feel like this this is not right I'm supposed to feel confident and that's not true even people who are good at what they do and who are confident feel nervous, nervous. so just ac- accept that it's mm-hmm. going to be a part of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like the res- like resisting it I think prolongs it mm-hmm. and it doesn't help to try and pretend it's not there don't deny a part of yourself you know but what you can do is embrace it and know you have control over it right so i've heard like ceos getting nervous still bringing you know for speeches still bringing notes in their hand just in case i've seen like i think in one of my communications courses this huge movie producer and he just sank <laughs> in his presentation despite his um his experience you know working with you know hollywood he still got nervous and he just left <laughs> he just left wow. so it, it, you can go all the way up here from down here it don't mean the nerves will go away that's like a very unrealistic way of thinking about it but do know that you have the control you can prepare if you don't have time to prepare you you know be in the moment you breathe you try and relax alter ego thing which i will be trying (laughs) Um, find the name tell me what the name is when you figure it out Okay, I will, wait, what is your alter ego name? You know what I'm Katriana. Oh, Katriana. Which is the, the, the Miss Universe girl. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's Katriana Fierce, and then Beyonce is Sasha Fierce, and then you can find someone who you look up to, and it really helps Dominic. Like, in the moment, it's like, oh my God, like, I'm, said Beyonce is who it is. It's like, oh yes, I am Beyonce, and then you open your eyes, and you're just it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right okay i'm taking you up on that you know something interesting too i think with our let's go into biology a little bit the way our body reacts to things sometimes it's all it's almost like let's say you are in danger like actual danger like the physiological response the heart rate increasing you know the blood pressure increasing (laughs) it just feels almost the same as if you're going to be mauled by a bear and Mm -hmm sometimes you have to remind yourself this is this is physiology this is evolution like you just realize there is no beer what is the worst that can happen sometimes the worst that can happen is you get unknown in public but did you die though will you die and you have sometimes you have to like step back and recognize what the scenario is and realize it's not life or death remind yourself of that no matter what you'll make it out and that kind of helps to size the situation a little bit can i just add add to that as well you your body reacts um in the same way to things that are there meaning it's a fact that there's a bear there and he's going to attack you and Mm -hmm. attack you sorry and the imagined scenario that the bear is there so if there's a man in the bush and you believe the man is a bear your body will react to the situation as if it's a bear 
even though it's not a bear and a man comes out and he's not a bear but yeah. in life when you feel those feelings sometimes you create it in your head you know it's it's yeah. not it's not yeah. there there's no but, danger there's no harm but yeah you have to tell yourself that like it's not the bear it's actually a man <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but eat me alive you'll be fine you'll be fine what has been the most difficult challenge during this process um or difficult moment that you've overcome or you're you're still overcoming when i have to wear different hats in areas that i really don't have any experience in so yes interviewing and public speaking and everything i don't know i find that I feel like I actually have it in me to do it. It's just that I needed an experience at least to bring it out. But something like singing, let's say, I had to sing for my talent for both Mr. Maker World and Miss World. And my confidence in singing, I can't, yes, I sing in my shower, I sing in the car, you know, to myself at home, but never in front of an audience. And I've never seen myself as a performer in that sense. Mm-hmm. as well as dancing you know I had to dance for a portion of the Miss World competition called Dances of the World and um, I dance you know when I go to parties with friends but it's not performance you should know this right because you used to dance mm-hmm. performing dancing is different from just a little rock from left <laughs> to right you know and yeah, yeah. The, those situations really intimidated me and in those situations as well I realized it's all mental if if I trusted and believed in myself and you know maybe embodied an alter ego in the same way I I would be able to do it very well um but you know I'd say personal personal battles you know self-doubt self-talk that's been the most difficult thing and I don't look at it as something that oh yes I've overcome I'm just this person who's 100% confident all the time I think every time I'm put in an uncomfortable situation like that I'll I'll have to deal with it so yeah I'll do that yeah yeah and life will keep bringing it on like yes (laughs) as long as you have ambition so and you're you know you're the kind of person like I know you are where you want to put yourself in places for the greater good like if it means you have to challenge the parts of you that's telling you no you can't do it you'll still put yourself up there and do it and mm-hmm. so more moments like that will come but all that to say you've been doing a really good job I mean you mentioned you would have done well if you ha- had embodied an alter ego but you did perform mm-hmm. and you did sing and you did win, win Miss Jamaica World and you mm-hmm. showed up so that's amazing in itself you know um, and I'd love to hear maybe a little bit later on, though, like what it was like going on to that stage, particularly with singing, going on to that stage before what you're feeling during and what you were feeling after. If you if you're okay telling that story. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess now, still, since we're still talking about the title, what or how do you hope to represent this title for the rest of the reign? How long is the reign? I don't think I'm very familiar with the system and how it works I'm like yes you're crowned but like then how long are you acknowledged as Miss Jamaica world and then what what do you do so it's it's normally for a year this what would it be September it should be they'll have another Miss Jamaica world competition so I was Miss Jamaica world 2021 
And this year they'll crown Miss Jamaica World 2022. So it's normally a one year reign. COVID has changed things up slightly. But what I hope to represent, honestly, I think more so than having a title, Mm -hmm. I want to focus more on the impact I'll be able to have in Jamaica. That's really the main reason I entered. And it really irks me. You know, when something irks you, you just think, I will never do that. Like, you just try your best to avoid that thing. It irks me to see when beauty queens win a crown and then they kind of do nothing with it. And you wonder, you know, what, whatever happened to her or what, what mark did she leave? Especially in a country like Jamaica, where there's so many issues to be addressed. Pick yeah. one, you know, do something about it. You have people eyes on you now airs listening to you because suddenly I'm no longer Kalia Hall but I'm Mr. Maker World and so I don't want that to go to waste I don't want the the end the you know my reign to come to an end and I feel like I didn't do anything with it mm-hmm. and so I met you know my focus is health and so yeah I, I my dream honestly I don't know how far I'll be able to go with this especially with COVID but it's to initiate something for children. So whether it's some kind of compulsory basic nutrition education in schools from a very young age, because children are curious, they're at an impressionable age, you know, oh my gosh, mommy, did you know there was this much sugar in that? Like they're just a lot more <laughs> open to learning new things than an adult who's stuck in their ways. Yeah. And then when they grow older, they will have healthier habits if they understand it well. So I hope to do that as well as, and this is another hard part, um, have healthier options in school canteens. You understand at Campion, it was patty and cocoa bread, you know, box lunch with fried chicken, very little vegetable on the side that people normally left behind. And, you know, bun and cheese after school, more patty, more sweets, you know, sugary drinks. There's there was not a healthy option unless you were going to make the effort to carry it from home. Mm-hmm. Did you do that? No. <laughs> Me and no. the, the patty and the cocoa bread were one. We were <laughs> same. Same, same. Yeah. Um, so yes, even if children are educated, if they don't have the options there, then what will they do? You know, suppose their parents aren't going to make the effort for them at home. So I think that is where change will come from. Not what... I'm sorry, but not what Ministry of Health is doing currently by providing healthy options in KFC and Burger King and Wendy's. That's not the solution. (laughs) (laughs) My weakness is sugar. Okay. It's not you wanting to, don't let me fool you. you. It's not that I drink green smoothies every morning, you know, so. Yeah. I have a sweet tooth too. Yeah, and to be honest, like, talk shop every day, (laughs) same time. Same icicle, like <laughs> that was me in prep school, and then Campion, you know, still have all the seats, so it's nice. And now, see. what's what's your craving now? Naughty bodies. Um, I oh. love, I love what's the drumsticks. So yes. <laughs> have, <laughs> I love them so much, and mm-hmm. I'm trying. I haven't had it one in a while, which is great. But there was a point last year where stress was really getting to me. And I was like, all right, the weekend is here. I think I deserve a nutty buddy. I'm going to so, treat myself. <laughs> treat myself. And then it started to become not so much of a treat and more so like, yeah, I just deserve one because I deserve one. So 
Yeah, I think I, so I, I drink my green juice, I drink the celery, I drink and I cleanse. Oh, and wow. I'm doing it all with the seeds. So I, I, I think I still need help with trying to curve off of the seeds. I love chocolate too. So. Well, you sound like you're finding balance. It doesn't sound like you're going overboard. You know. I'm trying. What are, do you have a weakness? You say you like sweets, right? I oh. do. Yeah, but I, you know what else I notice, and you can tell me if it's the same for you, is that you can train your body to not crave it. So if I haven't had sugary things in a while, even if it's say a week, mm-hmm. suddenly after I have my dinner, I don't really crave something sweet. But if I'm constantly giving myself a little sweet treats after dinner every night then it's just habit and next night come and I want that sweet treat so yeah, yeah. you can train your body out of it yeah. for example you I'm banking on that because I still have that have you got something sweet <laughs> <laughs> all the time like that's but my... you've never had a period of time where you you crave less I feel like I can always at any given period just eat something sweet. like the fact that I'm not eating anything sweet right now is because I'm like, no, Dom, you have an interview. That's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But also, like, that's how I have to go about my day. Like, I have the craving, but I just don't cave into it. And mm. then after a while, I'm like, now looking back and I'm like, wow, it really has been a while since I've had a, a drumstick. It's because, you know, I just stopped giving into that craving. And even though I could have really do well with one right now, it's like, nah, you don't really need it, though. Mm. No. so it's more self-control for you yeah it's self-control self-control is hard it is it is girl listen <laughs> but we need to have it yeah, <laughs> in order to survive out here too many temptations out here in the world sometimes you can convince yourself meaning you know it's not good for you but you literally create all these reasons and you craft a story and you're like yeah i deserve it you know and you genuinely think you do <laughs> I want to go back to what you said about potential because I I want to experience I want to continuously experience that I want everybody listening to experience that that we have so much untapped potential every single person and it's up to us whether we want to maintain the barriers that's keeping it in or we can just chop away chip away chip away chip away at it until we get to see and experience the greater, you know, the greater that we have to offer. Look how far you've come and look where you are. Um, it's it's a really wholesome feeling and a wholesome experience to have. Can I can I ask you when what's the most recent situation you've been in where you know you were uncomfortable, you felt like you couldn't, enough self a lot of, sorry. Okay, enough. <laughs> a lot of self-doubt. Um, and you know, you just had to push through and do it. And at the end you're like, hold on, was it it wasn't that hard, you know? You can, can you think enough. of something? That's enough, first of all. For anybody listening, enough mean enough. <laughs> we shorten it in Jamaica. Um, but yeah, I can think of multiple moments. Right now, I'm in a role that I never thought I would. Like for my nine to five, I'm in a, I'm in product management at a tech company, and oftentimes I'm called to do things that I never thought I could because my experience or my background wasn't in it. Studying, I never went to, I never did business in my undergrad, for instance. I never did any engineering. I never worked with software engineers before. You know, never worked in technology before. But when I'm called to in moments, you know, speak about 
how the team is doing, how the project is going in front of VPs. Um, I usually have to lean in my own confidence, knowing, hey, I can represent the team. I can advocate for the team. I can, and you know, the whole like public speaking, um, communications, being effective, you know, being assertive, that calls a, a, a part of me that's very different from, I would say, the youngest, my younger self. My younger self was very quiet, very introverted. Someone was telling me about a study they read the other day. Don't quote me on this because I didn't read the actual study. Okay. But it was along the lines of, you know, if there's a male and female applying to a role, if the male's credentials matches, say, 50% of the required criteria, he'll be like, oh, yeah, like, I can apply to this job. Whereas a female would instantly be like, oh, no, you know, doubt herself instantly. I, I can't apply for it. Obviously, I'm not the perfect match. Yeah. So there's you know, a certain confidence difference between male and female. And depending on the industry you're in, it can even amplify that. I know for engineering, you know, I was one of 12 maybe girls on my course in a class of 200 and odd students. So yeah, I I don't know what, how, you know, it is in your company, but as a female being assertive, there's another level of difficulty because of just your sex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I feel that. And for me, it's like my sex and being a black woman here in space, you know, having a lot of white male energy around me and usually being, I think right now I'm the only black woman in the product management org at work. So it's, (laughs) (laughs) so it's always, you know, looking in our room and saying, and even though you're not seeing anybody else who looks like you, just reminding yourself, you know, yeah, you deserve to be here. You moved to Italy and then you became a chef for plant-based international cuisine. So, (laughs) and your passion for food, I'm going to assume it didn't just like pop up one day. It was probably brewing. So help, Mm -hmm. uh, help me see what that transition was like. I don't have a story to tell like, oh, yes, when I was a little girl, I used to look up at my grandmother and she passed on all the recipes to me. And, you know, cooking is just in my blood. Oh, like no, that. of course, of course. <laughs> we need to start. I'm kidding. Go, go ahead. <laughs> you don't want to hear my answer anymore. No, got you. Go. Tell me your answer. So, um, I mean, I, I, I baked a lot in high school. Uh, and that came from... I, I said this, I told this story before when I was at Miss World. It was actually my head-to-head challenge answer. And so, yeah, when I was growing up in St. Anne, I didn't have cable television. Not because we couldn't, because, yes, I was a country girl, but because my father didn't allow us to, you know, he didn't want us to be influenced by the media at such a young age. And so I used to have to sneak to my neighbor's house to watch SpongeBob and Disney Channel and everything. But when I moved to Kingston for high school, I was away from my parents boarding and there was cable TV and it was the most exciting thing ever because on Saturdays I could sit down and watch you know all the channels that I couldn't watch before and yeah. one of them that I was drawn to and I would say I became obsessed with like I would just watch it all the all you know the different shows was Food Network mm. and so I, I'd say that's where my love for food started I would watch it I would try to recreate little things and uh, any particular shows on Food Network? Because there's a couple on there. There's uh, a couple. The early days, Rachel Ray. Cooking with I Rachel Ray. Yeah. yeah. 
And I used to even imagine myself being, you know, the next Rachel Ray. I'd come home and set up a camera and be like, hi, today we're going to make coleslaw. <laughs> and even if coleslaw. it came out, I'm so proud of myself. But it was not until I, during my studies, my engineering studies abroad, I, you know, started to do a little research into food and plant-based and its impact on the environment and, or health as well, and came across this Ministry of Health study that stated that the number one killer in Jamaica is non-communicable diseases, which are, you know, lifestyle-related diseases, things that we are in control of depending on how we move and what we eat and how stressed out we are and it's isn't, isn't that ironic though like thinking of how you know the island lifestyle is thought to be very healthy very natural very organic people have said that to me before like what in jamaica yeah you know we, we have a very a diet that's heavily based on processed foods a lot of meat i'm not saying meat is inherently bad but when you're eating it for breakfast lunch and dinner and in such large quantities yeah. with no vegetables it, it can it can do you bad you know and so when I saw that study I felt dumb I don't think you understand it was like this calling it was like God was calling me like Helia you better match that love for cooking with love for your country and you know wanting to solve this issue and like go back and do something about it and so I you know even if my family initially was like, oh, you know, maybe you should go and find an engineering job. I was just so strong-willed. And so that's what propelled me to Italy to finally learn cooking in a more, it's not formal training, it was informal training, but it wasn't just me at home by myself experimenting. So you moved from Italy and then you moved back to Jamaica to fulfill and then talk a little bit about Shibumi because that yes. is your baby, your brainchild. <laughs> <laughs> yes so I spent a year in Italy working in you know plant-based restaurants mm -hmm. and then at the end of the year you know everything was bubbling up inside of me I was like you know it's time I have to go back home and so I moved home to Jamaica and looking back at it now I don't know if you've ever had moments like this where you did something crazy and in the moment you had the courage but yeah. after the fact when you look at it in retrospect you're like wow like, I did that yeah, I almost feel like I couldn't do it. No, I moved back to Jamaica and went to a night market. It was like a weekly market every Tuesday and they had different stalls. Some people sold jewelry, some people sold food. And I set up my stall there. Nobody knew Kayla as the girl who cooked vegan food. So it was a shock to people. It was a shock to myself, like warming up to this new identity. And I did it. You know, I sold food in person, cooked in front of everyone. And it grew into a delivery business. So I delivered lunches just twice a week because it was very time consuming. I'm a one man, one woman business. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was successful. People love it. Everyone is begging me to start back now. Like, hey, when is Shibumi coming back? And so hopefully in March, I'll be up and running again. Yeah. wow <laughs> and you haven't been here to try it <laughs> i know i know like i want to come back to jamaica sometime this year um my dad is still there my little sister my little brother and so okay so you have family yeah yeah i have family still back home but what would be the best way for me to come and try it honestly in terms of future plans everything is up in the air i'm not exactly sure what i'm doing yet 
maybe Shibume won't be anymore by the end of this year. I'm not sure. Um, but hopefully you come at some time this year so that you can order. It would be delivered to you. So you order online mm-hmm. and then you could pick up as well or I would deliver it to you. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, I have to try it. My dad is also a pescatarian and he loves vegan food. So okay. You need to bust him on it then. Yes. We always had fruit trees in the backyard. So there's, he's a country boy. <laughs> Maybe it's just oh, okay, a country come to town. Exactly. And so is my mom. Oh my gosh. Also a country girl. Um, She's very much into health. Like or my diet growing up, people look at me strange. They're like, damn, your taste buds are weird. I can't believe you enjoy those things. Wow. But, so that means you are health conscious as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. That's why I'm okay. like a health tech company girl. <laughs> ah, it makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I think that for us to be who we are and to experience our potential, we have to be health conscious as well. We have to think about our health. And I don't, I feel like I never had a choice. Like my parents just, you know, always reminding me, always reminded me of it. So even when I was young, I was like, hey, why are we using this? Why are we? you know why we boiling herbs why we you know so that's super powerful it is because i think that's that's where the solution is it's in the children adults are stuck in their ways yes if they want to change their diet you can open them up to it but from we're in school i think we should learn what to eat you know we 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 pay extra money to put a certain type of gas in the car if something is wrong with your car you take it to the mechanic he knows what to do with it but we don't know what to do with our bodies we don't know what to feed it we never yes they teach us the very very basics of nutrition but not to the point where we right now are feeding ourselves in the ways we should you know yeah I think we've grown to really like taste over everything else Yes. my mom's extreme she's like we don't eat for taste we eat for health <laughs> you know <laughs> so there are certain things i used to grow up drinking like barley grass and the po- crush up the powder and drink it and all that that's um oh no did you freeze i think you froze Dom? hey yeah i'm here okay Oh no, I hope, did you save the recording? Like you had that? Oh no, it's still recording. You're fine. We're okay, good. okay. I'm just okay, starting back with less stuff. But yeah, what was I saying? I was saying You were telling me about the stuff your mother did and I was like, that's amazing. That's, yeah. and, and can I just say something else? I think, yeah, we, f- we forget that food is fuel for our bodies. Yes, it's to be enjoyed, which is why I still think, oh, if you go out with friends, you know, just eat what you want. If you're craving ice cream, go and have the ice cream. But food is fuel so majority of the time you should be eating what energizes you what's you know supplying your organs and everything else with what it needs so mm-hmm. yeah and when you're healthy I feel like that also helps you to tap into your beauty because I mean you can put on and cake on and add on and cut out what you don't like and whatever refine it but when you have when inside of your body is working well and you know not just like nutritional health but like mental health all of that, like you can see it palpable in the way you look, in the way you show up, your energy, it just feels different. So I think health is very, very, very necessary for us to level up in life. Yeah. And not just physically, like you said, it's like you can't do your work efficiently if you, you're not giving your body what it needs. And it's not just food, as, as you said, it's, I'd say it's food, exercise, and then 
like relationships but then also your personal oh. mental health so it's so intertwined relationships with people and with yourself yes okay perfect so okay. we can just call it relationships <laughs> yeah no you hit the nail on the head um all of that it's holistic health health is not just hey i'm sick therefore i must go to the doctor yeah. you know it's so much more than that it's an upkeep it's that you have to tune in and tap into yourself and know when something feels off and when something is different, what, what you need, what your body needs, because your body talks to you. Um, even if things feel... For so some can reason, I just say amen? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just so rare for me to hear other people saying this to me, because I think these things, but then I always feel like people don't understand it. Or not people, obviously some people do, but the average person doesn't so just hear you saying all these words is just warming my heart. So yes, continue. <laughs> <laughs> well it really does and like even if you're it's just like if you're in danger if you're in a certain situation and you something feels off you can also tell that with your body so it's important so even if you're in a mode where you're just going 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 to pause and to listen listen to yourself listen to what's happening because you know people fall down from exhaustion people collapse because that's the body saying listen I was speaking to you in whispers and I had to scream that day I had to scream for you to stop and listen and sometimes we wait until it's too late or until you know like it's a crisis versus if we do like instrumental things throughout and embed it in our lifestyle then we're better able to avoid those extreme situations and then I also think the body is such a magical machine it's it was designed to do everything it needs to do. So it heals itself. It's, it knows intuitively what it needs. And so I think what happens is that we don't treat it well or we overwork it. Mm. And then it gives us signs and we just have to listen to those signs and pull back in areas that we need to pull back on or correct things we need to correct. And then it will start functioning well once again. You know, it's not there's it's not always a pill or a doctor that's going to fix it we we know more than a doctor i believe so also like pull back i like that idea listen to yourself i i love i'm a huge fan of that so many things that we do is going to feel more important than us or our bodies in the moment i mean from my journey with my career your journey now miss jamaica world you know you have the interviews to do you have um x and x to meet all those things do feel important but never more important than your body never more important than your health and it's so easy to forget that and um we should always try and remember that reel back in i remember there is no there's no grand life there's no life on hi-fi without knowing that there's a you so there needs to be a you first if you're going through it there needs to be a you first self-preservation is there for a reason it's not selfish to think about yourself in that way and to give yourself that amount of importance I also I mean it's obvious like your health is all you have and I feel it especially in moments where I lose it in some regard you know so maybe I've, I've had COVID before um, I fractured my hip before I had chicken pox and a fractured hip at one point. And in, in those moments, I really realized how important our health is because without it, we can't do anything. All these dreams you have, the people you love, you, you can't spend time with them. You can't go for what you want. You can't just be and enjoy life.
what is one thing that people often misunderstand about you? Hmm. Um, I can give you one related to pageantry and one not related to pageantry. <laughs> related to pageantry, probably just like, oh, just a pretty face. You know what we've, we've been discussing when I feel like the main reason I'm here is for so much more than that. And then outside of pageantry, because I, you know, moved back to Jamaica to start up a vegan business, people often think I'm strictly vegan and I'm not. Up to last night, someone said it to me. And they're like, oh, the vegan Miss Jamaica. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not strictly vegan. I'm not vegan. Uh, so I don't know if you thought that as well. I but... thought you were vegan. <laughs> okay, then <laughs> great. transition into being vegan. <laughs> no, and I think this is a beautiful thing. So I don't really like the labels. And I think the labels are what cause people to run away from it so much. It's like, oh, it's either I have to be vegan or just stick to my nice diet. It's not like that. You know, you can create what works for you and what I'm works for you, me. I'm glad you said that. I'm really glad. Like as someone who don't have the, like, I'm like, I have the tendency to be vegetarian, but I'm not because I eat chicken. I like lean meats, right. I don't, you know, but yeah, continue. So yeah, you, you don't have to suddenly start eating a strictly vegan slash vegetarian diet and start calling yourself vegetarian. Why can't you just, when your body feels like taking a break from the meat, have yeah, vegetarian yeah. meals, maybe super often if that's what it wants. Yeah. And then when you want the chicken, you have the chicken. Yeah. You know, I, I would say I don't purchase, like I eat vegan at home. So I don't purchase eggs, milk, cheese. Actually, I have some cheese in the fridge right now. That's my weakness. <laughs> oh, cheese. I don't purchase, <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't purchase those things. Uh, meat, definitely not. But if people say, oh, we're going to Devon House, I go to Devon House with them and I get my ice cream. If I'm craving pizza, I'm going to have my pizza, especially when I'm traveling. I think it's beautiful to be able to, to experience culture through food. Mm. And more recently, for the first time, I've been dabbling in fish. So before I used to have a bit of dairy, eggs, you know, cheese, but no meat at all, not even fish. And this, when was it? No, last year I started having fish for social reasons and it's made life so much easier. So if I go out with friends, it's sometimes in Jamaica, there is no vegan or vegetarian option, but I can have a fish option or a shrimp option. Or if I'm at my friend's house and their parents prepared a salmon dinner, I don't have to say, oh no, I don't eat salmon and, you yeah. know, refuse their meal. I can be a part of it with them. So mm -hmm. yes, that's, I think people think I'm vegan, but I'm not. Everyone. Uh, and you know what? I can't wrong the people. I can't <laughs> have a vegan business. Um, but I love that you're championing flexibility because I think that when we try and restrict ourselves too much, we just unnecessarily make life hard. Yeah. Life don't have to be that hard. So yeah. I love that. And it's what you do, it's what you do and eat most of the time, in the same way that someone who has a rotten diet, who has salad or whatever, a healthy meal once in a blue moon, they're not going to be healthy. So if you throw in some sweet treats, some guilty pleasures, your fried chicken and whatever else you enjoy, it's not going to ruin your health. So just find what works for you. Yeah, I love that. It's all about everybody's something different. Your something don't have to be the same as the other person's something. I keep breaking it. 
Exactly. <laughs> Break it into patois. Y'all. It's maybe maybe it's because you're talking to me. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if you have a an American accent in other episodes. Would you say you do? Not really. But I think my accent does things sometimes because you know, I lived in New York first and here, but I've always maintained it. Like I've never not sounded Jamaican to me. I love that. I love that. So many people just go away and I love it I think it just so even at work um they're like my I would say my coworkers know because there are words that I just I just have to say it the way it comes to me (laughs) I feel like water there's nothing wrong with saying water like I don't feel like I have to say water like it just just don't come as natural um but there there are times though I won't lie like Code switching is real. And when you're talking to somebody and you really don't want to have that barrier of, you know, repeat, what did you, what did you say? Then you're just like, okay, let me just talk like this because you'll understand. But I still said understand. So anyways. <laughs> understand. You don't go to the end. Yeah, no, I don't talk like that. I just reduce the patois words and maybe just speak more standard English. Um which does come naturally for me. Like my mom used to be like, don't speak that so I don't speak like that. When like all my years of growing up, I would argue that I speak more Patwa now. You know, she can't tell me don't speak it again. Um, but yeah. very important question. Do you say cucumber or cucumber? When I you're over there. Say, I used to say cucumber. If I said that now, people would look at me like, hey, so I would say, <laughs> say okay. yeah, <laughs> that happened to me once long time ago. I was at a subway and you know, I was like, oh, yes, to me, so this, that, and I got to the cucumber. I was like, cucumber, she's like, what? I was yeah. like, cucumber. She asked me like 10 times. I was like, oh, cucumber. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I get you. Yeah, no, that can be a really like weird interact I remember I was in the states and someone was saying something so it wasn't me they were misunderstanding it's just I couldn't understand them <laughs> it's a really heavy like I don't want to say black American accent because there are so many different types of accents depending on if you're the south New York Chicago but it was one of those accents that I just really got dung in at the accent right <laughs> in there and he just kept saying the same thing. And I'm like, is he asking me something about my order? I'm not going to nod my head and pretend that I understand because I don't want to get messed up food. So I just had to be like, what? 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 Like, <laughs> and I felt so bad. <laughs> I was going to tell you just not and smile, but then you said that. So I don't want my food to come out bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, that's been, that's been, re- that's a really interesting. Have you ever, because you were in Italy, you also, do you speak German? I feel like I heard that somewhere. No, no, no. I speak Italian. Italian. Okay. Italian, yeah. From the year of being there? So I had a four-month internship there, I think a year before that. Yeah. Or yeah, or two years before that. And that's where I learned the language. Informal? Because, yeah, girl, like when you're in an office and everybody talking Italian and you have to communicate with them, I was like, Google Translate, I learned the grammar. By the end of it, I was speaking Italian. Don't ask me how. <laughs> Damn, that's really cool. People in the office would just help and you just catch on when it's in your air all the time. You know, it's not a classroom setting where it's like, hola, como estas? 
Yeah. So, I've always said this to myself, like, you know, if you don't start up Spanish and you're fluent by the end of this, just go and take like a four month trip or like a yeah. month trip. And hopefully that helps. But mm. no, that's really cool that you learned Italian in that four month inter- um, internship. Yeah, I wish in high school we did not not necessarily travel, but we would just speak more. I feel like there was a lot of writing, but we didn't really speak until oral exams. That is true. That is true. Or maybe you had a different teacher. If you had Miss Mason, that would be different. I had Miss Mason. I had maybe Ms. she would. I think she was better, no? She was really, I remember her just being really strict with Spanish. Um, but no, she did make us speak. She made us learn a lot of words we had like our vocabulary books so every time I heard a new word I'd write it down um they got Miss Mason she was awesome we had like Spanish parties and we would like I remember I had to like make quesadilla bring it to the Spanish class party. oh wow yeah it was really cool um she went all out yeah she did but I am not fluent in Spanish right now <laughs> Well, it's been a while. It's been a yeah, while. You know, I went to Dominican Republic um, just before the pandemic, and I was so shocked by how much Spanish I lost. <laughs> I, was like, I thought you were going to say the opposite. I thought you were going to say I was shocked by how much I knew. <laughs> Ooh, I wish, because I went there and I was like, <laughs> like my mom never did Spanish in school. Like my brother, I was like, don't worry, family, I have you. Like I'll, I'll take care of this, and I just was like, does that mean man? sister <laughs> <laughs> i get that i get that no but you're rusty that's all it is i'm yeah, sure it yeah, gave yourself a little more time and when you're on holiday you don't really have the time yeah. to properly yeah. soak it up so yeah <laughs> kalia what has your life on hi-fi the little things have my life on hi-fi expounding i would say it's not just the little things it's the recognition that the little things are what matter and so in so many different regards I would say growing up in Jamaica and I think we were talking about this the other day you have such meaningful experiences and conversations in seemingly mundane situations so you can go to the supermarket and have a conversation with the cashier and she can literally like teach her life life lesson in that conversation or like you bump into a coconut man in the market or on the roadside and you just, even if it's not a life lesson, it just impacts you in a very meaningful way, whatever was said. And I think sometimes we, we believe that something has to be big and grand to impact us or for us to impact something when really it's, it's really the, the tiny things, you know, your everyday interactions with people can be so loving and giving and help them to feel good and help you feel good and your your little habits and experiences compound into like big dreams and goals so it's it's just acknowledging those little things 